0: The host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we
1: tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who build them. I'm your guest host and the founder of I Hear Everything, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to hear from the host of the Rebrand Podcast, Scott Harkey, on his thoughts of what's happening in brand marketing. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about his thoughts on what are the top brand marketing trends for 2023. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you can better understand your customers' values. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the founder of the Harkey Group, Mr. Scott Harkey. Scott Welcome back to your podcast, buddy. It's still a hostile takeover. I'm still here and I'm going to make you get those thoughts out of your head so everybody can hear Scott's thoughts. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So yesterday we talked about the trends for brand marketers in 2023. And the truth is, it's not about channels and tactics, right? We're seeing data go away and what matters is companies are entertaining, companies understand their customers and they're able to figure out how to put their message Customers care about. All right, so how do we do that? How do you build a process that helps you understand your customers from day one? And how do you continue to evolve as your brand grows?
2: Yeah, I think the best thing marketers can do, and I think the hardest thing for brand marketers, is really getting internal alignment on what they're going to do. The best CMOs, the best marketing directors, the best VP of marketing find ways to get internal buy-in to what they're doing and where they're going to take the company and really vetting out stakeholders and hearing them. So whatever you come back with is their idea. That's kind of the first step. The second step is deep diving your customers. And there's a million different ways to do that, right? Through certainly all your quantitative data that you have in terms of websites and social media and demographic and all of that. If you have salespeople or sales force or people on the front lines, customer service people, that's the second line of attack is really talking to them because they know these people better than anyone. And then what I like to do is almost build, and you've seen this done before and it's, it's a little old school, but you basically build like a human, right? And you make some calls about like how this human behaves. Like, okay, this is Scott. He loves X, Y, and Z. He's tired after work. He's got two kids. Here's his stress points. Here's his pain points. Here's what he loves to do. Here's what he takes time to.
1: It's like a dirty word in marketing now. You're talking about building personas, segmentation. Absolutely. Persona, yeah, yeah. Everybody hates personas like, oh, how old school. It's like, no, that shit works. I hate the word personas and I hate the
2: cheesy exercise that agencies do in every stupid freaking pitch with like, here's a persona. And like, we've even like had cardboard cutouts of this persona, right? But it is important I think to really, truly peel an onion back to like the, your ideal customer of, of person and humans all kind of share so many different attributes. And you can do this through research, of course, and spend a bunch of money, but really take 20 people, get a camera and freaking talk to them. Talk to them like a human being for an hour each on camera, 20 people, 20 of your customers. What you will learn in terms of what stresses them out, what they care about, what they value then it's game on. Then you can build content around that persona and those attributes and those values that will resonate. The average human being sees 5, 6, 10,000 ads, promotional messages a day. So what you create better freaking punch somebody in the face. And so to me, it, it can be super simple. It really can. Back in the day, we'd grab a camera before a pitch and we'd sit out like if it was a casino or it was a hotel, which we do freaking a ton of you know hotel casino work. We'd just sit outside and, hey, can we talk to you for a minute? We called them man on the street interviews. That'll teach you way more than any sort of, I think, research or quantitative study or Facebook demographics. And I mean, Facebook uses personas. I mean, one of the largest tech company in the world. They were like 30, 40 different kind of basically buckets that they put different humans into based on the, the attributes that they have. So yeah, uh, to me, that, that, that's how I break down the customer.
1: It's funny, I, I can't help but tell this story and I'm gonna wax poetic for a second, so deal with me here. The last real job I had, I was the VP of marketing for an early stage startup that did laundry and dry clean delivery. And I was a performance marketer. So the expectation was this company was gonna be the Uber for dry cleaning and it turned out to just be another startup, not everybody's Uber. Of course, that's the marketing guy's fault. Maybe the expectations were a little high. Maybe I had some things to learn, but I walked away from doing that, not knowing what my next job was going to be. I was taking on short-term projects and I made a Facebook post that said, Hey, I'm going to take on some short-term projects. Anybody need help? A friend of mine hired me and said, I have no idea what we're doing in marketing. You're a marketer. Come in here. Can you be here on Monday? So like, I I took one day off and I had my first consulting gig. I'm not expecting Mm -hmm. that to happen to everybody. But the reason why I'm telling this story, if anybody is an in-house marketer and they want to go make a half a million dollars over the next two years, here's the playbook. It's exactly what Scott just laid out. I left. I went to my first company, not knowing anything really about brand marketing. And I said, well, if I'm going to come in, the first thing I need to do is I need to interview the stakeholders of this company to understand what you internally think about your organization. Who are your customers? What are your products? How are you describing yourselves? What are the problems your customers have? And after a week, I read that data back to the company I work for. And they said, great, now what do we do with this? I am like, well, we probably should talk to your customers to see if this is actually what they want, the product that you guys are all describing. And so I interviewed all their customers and basically created a Venn diagram that says, here's who your company says it is. Here's what your customers are looking for. That overlap in between is where you need to focus and get rid of everything else. And we created personas out of that. I charged $25,000 for a six week project. I did it 10 times a year for the next two years. There's a half a million dollars. Go forth and prosper. Now, everybody who's sitting here that likes their job and isn't ready to go be a consultant, here's something that Scott can help you with. Scott, great. I do my research. I understand my customers. I understand the ethos of my company. I find the overlap. What do I do with that? How do you put it into play? How do you make an action?
2: Then you start to do a creative brief, right? Which I really call a business brief. Once you, once you understand the customer, then it gets fun because now you can create. And I don't believe in creating an ad anymore. I believe in creating a platform, what I would call a content platform, that's po- that, that's focused at the human truth that you found with your customers that rings true. And then you can have a blank space with amazing creatives that create content around and all in a brand platform theme. So it it rolls up to the same kind of one thing that you do. And then creatives can go crazy and create some amazing shit that's on strategy, that's true, it's on brand. And it's most importantly differentiated from everybody else out there, right? Finding a brand platform, That's differentiated, not from a product standpoint, but from a brand standpoint. Like you're absolutely positioned differently. And then the content at which you create that all rolls up to the brand platform is a wide open space. I don't care who's in it. I don't care where you put it. It just has to be differentiated, honestly, and and it has to be meaningful and, and impactful. And ad agencies are really good at this. There's thousands of ad agencies and contractors that will come up with some amazing ideas and be able to execute it. I got a film company. They don't even bring us in sometimes as the agency. They're working directly with someone who already understands what needs to happen and they go create some amazing shit, right? You can pay a film company 100 grand or 200 grand to create some amazing content if you tell them what you're trying to do and and how your customers think about you and what what your customers value. That's the, the, the creating the content's the easy part, honestly. And there's lots of partners that can do that, I promise you. There are so many great creative freelancers and agencies out there that will create some great shit if you let them. I don't believe truly in-house people. I I do want to say something. I I do think, Mm -hmm. and I'm biased, but man, if you're going to outsource anything, outsource the creating of the brand platform, the high-end content to an agency outside of your in-house team. And I know that's unpopular. There's so much other things in-house can do really, really, really well media and strategy and data and analytics and amazing stuff. But man, having an agency and, and people that are qualified to create amazing content, that's got a great book and, and great experience doing that, let them at that work. Cause they'll create something that I think will, will blow your minds. So,
1: yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is there's three stages, I understand my customers and I understand the overlap between my company and our values and mission and ethos. I've I've figured out my Venn diagram. I can go make my personas. I can go do a cute little cardboard cutout and put it on the wall. That's great. You need to think about brand differentiation first. You need to understand the competitive landscape and figuring out how you are going to position yourself so you're not a me too, but you're a me first right? So you are something different than the rest of the world. And once you have your brand nailed down, then you could start thinking about channels. And then you could start thinking about creative implementation. And you're saying, hey, look, when you're when you're doing the creative part, don't try to be a subject matter expert. If you're an in-house marketer, go get the agency to produce the creative. That's where the expertise is. But you have to yeah. have your brand nailed down. You have to understand your channels.
2: Yes. And I actually would do the content piece before the channels, because I think it will open your mind to other channels that you didn't think were possible beforehand. And yeah, I, I have three steps. I've talked about it before. It's super simple. It's it's three things. It's your brand, what's true and authentic to your brand. So that's kind of getting the alignment piece. Your competition. So in a campaign world, how are you different in your rollout of campaign and what you do different than your competitors? So understanding your competitors, customers, and them really well matters. And the third thing is the customer. What do the customers value? So it's those just three conjoining circles, right? And in the middle of that is your brand platform and your content creation of what you're going to do. Is this true and authentic to our brand? Is it differentiated with our competitors? And is it really hitting a human truth in something that our customers value? How does your brand value and your customer's value match up? Like what, what you value in life? And then how is it different than your competitors? And that's it. It's those three things. Then the channels get easy. The content creation gets easy. Once you do that work, and I'm finding a lot of times like big brands are, are hiring us to do this specific work, having kind of a, a doctor come in and offer a health plan, you know, moving forward and it's doing this deep dive kind of work. So yeah, again, and there's a lot of people that I've heard a ton of other agencies and they have a very similar process to, to what we have. I think most people are hiring us for entertainment, casinos, hotels, high-end development, we're, we're kind of more so getting a name for ourselves because of our Vegas office in Phoenix and, and the brands we work with like Virgin, Win, and Disney. I think other brands have confidence that we can do that work for them and, and create a, a brand platform that has legs for multiple years. If you do it right, your brand platform can, can, can exist for five or 10 years. I mean, other companies like some of the best campaigns in the world, they've, they've gone on for like 20 years, right? I mean, you know when Hertz came out, just not Hertz, but what was the one we try harder? Avis, right? We try harder. Like that lasted forever because they nailed something that their customers wanted is they wanted a fucking rental car company to care. Basically.
1: They wanted a rental car company that could process a rental in less than 45 minutes. Yeah. It,
2: yeah, exactly. Because they actually care. Most people, times when you go to that, they, they don't want to be there. They don't, they don't really give a shit. So they matched up their internal side of making sure you have the right people that care. Cause if, their people didn't care. And then you said, we care then you're fried, obviously. So anyway, I'm I'm going off on tangents like normal, but yeah, I, I think understanding the customer to your point in the title is podcast is absolutely everything, everything, everything like that is, that is the number one thing in marketing. That's the number one, two, three, four, five thing. I think.
1: As your brand matures, use Avis as the example, or we can take another example if you want one you start off with an understanding of who your customers are when you're relatively small. And that's probably one type of customer. And then your product gets bigger and better and starts being applicable to multiple different brands. Take Yeti, for example, Yeti was coolers. It was outdoor lifestyle. It was campers. It was probably white men with beards. And then it became a popular brand. And now all of a sudden they're doing $35 tumblers that my wife uses. Well, she doesn't have a beard. So there's that going for her. But obviously their brand has evolved over time. When you're trying to understand your customer's value, how do you think about expanding your customer base at the same time without alienating that first
2: group? It's a great question. And truthfully, it's one I've struggled with for 15 years, You know, having multiple agencies and brands in our group. And I'll just tell you what I'm doing and where I've failed. I think that the, the saying of show me a good marketer, I'll show you a great niche marketer. And it's deciding important what you're really good at as a company and a brand and what you're not great at and double, triple down what you're great at and focus on that. And I think that will ultimately get you more customers at a higher rate and a better rate. And and we've been struggling with that. And you're actually gonna see some stuff from us and I'm gonna be rolling out something that, I mean, we're great in a particular industry. It's in the luxury tourism, hotel, resort, casino, entertainment kind of world. Like that's what we're great at. But, you know, I I like doing CPG, right? And I like doing healthcare and I like, you know, we don't want to alienate all of our customers. We have a lot of clients that aren't in that category. But if we want to be great and if we want more customers, we believe we have to double and triple down on that. So that's what you'll see from us from a marketing uh, standpoint and where we failed. When you're all things to all people, then you're really nothing. But it's hard. I've had a hard time saying that's who we are. Right, I, I feel like I'm leaving stuff on the table, right? And so, I'll just tell you as a as a B two B brand and as a you know a, a brand marketer myself, I, then I look at my own marketing and I'm like, oh shit, here, I'm here, here's where I'm screwing up. So I think there's some of that too. I would that's where we're certainly challenging ourselves, and I'm challenging myself too. Is how do we really truly stand for something that is very specific and very unique, and how do we double and triple down on that? And how do we focus on growing that segment, not necessarily growing a region or growing other services or growing in other industries? How do we double and triple down what we're really good at and where we have the most permission to win? And then what are those customers, like our clients in those spaces, like what are their pain points and how do they find agencies like ours? So anyway, you know, and then I get get my own marketing hat on, which is is fun.
1: I had an epiphany while you're talking here. You start off as OH Partners and then you acquired a couple other agencies that not just doing strategy, not just doing digital, not just doing film. And now you've combined them into the Harkey Group. But to me, the central thesis, and it goes into what you were saying yesterday, which is companies are becoming entertaining companies. Like what the Harkey Group is about is making your brand entertaining. And you have great examples of that. What are the most entertaining brands in the world? Well, shit, they're the ones that are hanging out in Vegas. And, you know, like that's where you have tons of experience. And, and Correct. to me, that makes a lot of sense. And in fairness, doctors make the worst patients and brand marketers have the hardest time discovering what their own brands are. So maybe we'll talk about personal brands another day. But uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying in the sense of starting off, understanding your brand, understanding your customer. But it's always a challenge as the business grows, that evolution, that understanding, that research. It doesn't stop at the beginning. you got to continue to do that and understand how you're evolving to make sure you're always hitting the mark
2: Absolutely. no you're awesome. Let me just come on and just go off on whatever tangent I'm thinking about at the time but thanks for you producing the show man been such a humble guy and maybe at times I'm not as humble because I mean he's just done a, such a good job for us growing this community. He just sent me a thing yesterday I mean I think we were what been top eight. In the business category, which is, it, it, I almost don't believe it when I see it, I'm just like, no, that can't be. No, that, that, well, it's, that, that, that's you insane. know,
1: Scott, It's it's a Scott's Thoughts episode. This isn't about me. Uh, you, it's it's your work. I provide the microphone and put the guests in front of you. You're recording the content. And sure, we've got some great marketing channels that help us show up in the right places. We're not dummies, but this podcast doesn't work without Scott's thoughts, and that's why I wanted to hop on. And like I said yesterday, make a hostile takeover of your podcast and make sure that you have a chance to say what you want to say and get people to understand your philosophy. So hopefully this is a kumbaya moment for us and everybody got some value out of hearing some of Scott's thoughts. And that wraps up this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with the host of the Rebrand Podcast, Scott Harty, the founder and CEO of the Harky Group. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is SharkyAZ, or you can visit his company's website, which is theharkygroup.com. That's T-H-E-H-A-R-K-E-Y group.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to rebrandpod.com where we've got summaries of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can find out who all of our speakers are. You can get in touch with me or Scott. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing brilliance in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. I'm going to turn it back over to Scott. Scott, bring us home.
2: Thanks uh, for having me. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.